live from Eurovision. It's <laughs> the Reimagining Work podcast with our very special guest, Anne-Marie McEwen. I am delighted and excited to have you here with us today, Anne-Marie. Um, hello there. Hello there. Um, and for those of you who are listening who don't yet know Anne-Marie's um, work, um, shame on you. You should follow her on Twitter, engage with her. Um, I have been delighted by my recent connection with Anne-Marie. And um, the question that we have asked uh, for you to ponder on today, Anne-Marie, is um, what, is, what is one thing that you would change about how work works for people? And I think it's a really um, uh, good starting point. And uh, Rohir and I will um, engage and join in and probably be very um, entranced by the stuff you have to say around this. Okay. So, so would you one, like me to? Uh, yeah. Um, you, you, your, your, work, you work in your research around, um, you know, how new ways of learning and working and organizing, I think, is, is going to be really um, important for um, the conversation. So how, how would you, what, what's one thing you would change about how work works for people? Okay. Well, when you uh, when you posed the question, I think you uh, sent me an email. Um, it, it, it just instantaneously I knew um, exactly what that was. And the one thing that I would change is that I would encourage people to take charge of their own experience of work and learning. Do it for themselves. Don't rely on somebody else to do it for you. Um, so that that that's the one thing I do. You know, re really. Um, encourage people to be brave. What when um, I mean, what, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. One of my things is about em empowerment and lack of power or lack of agency in work. And when there's so much go that goes on, seems to be consciously or, or not, perhaps contrived to disempower or take that sort of thing away from people. That kind of agency. What the the question I think that people kind of wonder is: so how how do you go about that? Take control of yourself at work take control of your situation and your knowledge and well that's a good question if i can just before i actually get to that and mm. remind me if i go off on one um this this word empowerment is one that i um i, I remain um not suspicious of but mm. that's what i actually did my that's what i did my doctorate on and um this this was well, my introduction to it was um, I had just arrived at Cranfield University with no idea what I was going to be researching. And I was allocated to a team um, um, of master's students and they were just about to start um, a, a project. And Ford, you know, the automotive uh, uh, manufacturers had asked our team uh, to design a generic information uh, system of, of real time operating um, uh, information to their empowered teams on the shop floor well you know my antennae were up because i come from the west coast of scotland yeah. where you know industry died um you know the 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 whole ecosystem shipbuilding all that that's the backdrop to my life the other thing that's the backdrop to my life is just you know, industrial, apart from just industrial decline, is watching how people are treated in factories. So when this notion of empowerment came along, I thought, what is that? Mm. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. So we delivered the project, um, you know, myself and my colleagues. Um, and, and after that was all finished, I then went back 
and started to unpick this word. I started to unpick what it meant. Now, I'm getting to answer your question, but this to me is is relevant. Um, now, that was at the time, if you think back 20 years ago, um, this is when the Japanese in the 80s um, in the electronics and automotive industries, they really kicked off a revolution. And that's one thing that I think that the social business people forget, that this is not first time round. This is why I keep saying there's a trajectory. Mm. And... At that time, at that time, it used to be thought that you could get quality and you could get cost, but you couldn't get the both at the same time. Japanese came along and said, yeah, you can. Mm. Mass, mass customization. And it was about how they organized what they did. Mm. Now, that's relevant because how they organized what they did, probably for the first time, people on the shop floor who knew each other intimately, who knew their processes intimately, who knew their customers because they have, you know, they, they're in direct line with them, you know, who knew their machines, you know, if it went clink rather than clunk, they knew it. This deep tacit knowledge was fundamental, fundamental to that revolution. Now, to go back to your question, that is the source of people's power. Mm. It's what they know and the fact that what they know has got commercial value. Now, um, it, it just so happened that that particular movement, um, you know, recognised that that whole philosophy, there was a lot of criticism around at that time um, of these methods. Um, but, but essentially, what these methods were about was about that it was a philosophy of work. It was a philosophy of work that said that innovation was everyone's business, that learning was sewn into everything that everybody did, mm. and that you know this notion of collaboration—it's like somehow it's descended, you know, from, from, from on high from us now. You know, if you look at a process, a process is just people doing stuff together and one part of the process gets handed on to somebody else. Well, guess what that is? Collaboration. And that collaboration went across supply chains. Um, so there's a lot of what we're talking about now that has got deep, deep roots. But to answer your question, and I know I went along a roundabout way of answering it, the source of people's power is what they know. Mm -hmm. The source of people's power is their tacit knowledge. And now the source of their power is connected social knowledge. You know, so our, 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 our value has escalated. You know, if you employ somebody, you don't only employ them now, you employ their entire network. My God, mm. you know, what, what a prospect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm, absolutely. And yeah, go ahead, Rocky. Um, just thought about the first statement where you say take charge and, and do it for yourself and then connect that to uh, what you said, John, about empowerment. Mm. Um, and, and that, yeah, the knowledge of the people are, are a person and its network, that is the, the power that he has. But um, I still believe, especially with, with the whole uh, uh, Japanese industry industry uh it was corporate driven they yes, yes they connected the dots they unleashed I if agree. you will that empowerment of the people so if yeah. you work in a company where where this is not done which are like a lot of companies most companies i've worked for and, and and all those kind of things so um that's when you get into a problem where as an individual you cannot empower yourself or Maybe you can, but it becomes I dangerous. Disagree. I, I disagree. I okay. disagree fundamentally. Good. The reason I disagree, 
the reason I disagree is because I've seen it. I've seen, I've worked with many people. Um, and it's, you know, when, when you look at change, my experience of change, okay, I agree with you. I agree with you that these, you know, these, these um, programs um, have, can be corporate driven, but the ones that are corporate driven, you know, I think the success rate. So I, I don't want to get into, uh, you know, statistics now. But my experience is that when you work in small companies and you have someone significant, someone significant, it used to be either, you know, the ops director or, uh, you know, a CEO of a small company. That's still corporate driven. But the reason I disagree so fundamentally that it can be, I'm not suggesting that it's easy. Rogier, I am not saying it's easy. No, no, no. I'm saying it's possible. Yeah, exactly. No, but can, can I give you a wee, can I give you a wee example of why well, I'm so absolutely? You can give me a big example if you will. It's okay, okay. <laughs> well, let me tell you. This this is this is sort of, this is sort of per, not not personal, but um, this is someone who I know intimately. Um, it's my sister, in fact, and she is a senior nurse in a hospital in, in, in Scotland, and about five years ago, uh, she took over a ward. And it was chaotic. Um, and she decided that this was just making her ill. It wasn't what she wanted. Um, she, 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 she felt there were better ways of doing things. Now, everything lined up in her favour. Don't let me say that this was her on her own. There were lots of things that happened and it just so happened that the stars were all lining up. But what she did was to say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Um, she has a deep, deep, deep belief in her patients and her patients are her first concern. Actually, they're not her first concern. They're equal first with her team. So she knows. So she actually set about setting in motion um, a fundamental transformation of uh, the performance culture on her ward. And she started off by doing something little. Um, it might have been a little thing that she did, but it caused ructions. It caused, uh, you know, just, but, but it was very interesting to see how things went from there. Mm -hmm. So let me get back to your point. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that everyone can do it, but I think not everyone can do what she did. She had got, okay, if you look at the things that were in her favour, the sure. wider policy direction was changing and was favourable to what she wanted to do. Um, she had a new boss who had just come into post at the same time as she um, had started to kick this thing off. Um, and it just so happened that this boss was not one bit threatened, in fact, was delighted with what my sister was trying to do. So the two of them did it together. What her boss said was that she would give her the armour to go ahead and do what she did. Um, and, and if things went well, Glory would come on to my sister. If things went badly, she would take it herself. Mm. So bit by bit by bit, she transformed the performance culture on her ward um, and it has been sustained. But as I keep saying to you, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that, that things have been easy. That's not. So I've seen an example of it. I've seen a personal example of it, but I've also seen other people doing it as well. But, but on the other hand, you can still and, you know, so that was a, um, a specific thing that was done more generally, though, more generally. I feel that we have the capability now to educate ourselves. You know, the idea that it used to be um, that a business education uh, was available 
in a privileged way to people who perhaps went and did MBAs. And that would then mean that you were at middle or senior ranks. You know, one of the many things that these social technologies open up for us is we can go and find out anything we like, you know, that you can get quality, you know, quality information. And it's, it's, it's there for the taking. It's just there for the discovering. It's there for the finding out. Mm. And and the urge for people to have agency and decision making power in their lives has always been there. I think, and I think that what you just add, added in there, Anne Marie, is um, is the exciting thing about the electronic age is that, you know, I, I say to myself sometimes, you know, in an age of information where it's all at my fingertips, John, there's no there's no excuse for my ignorance on things. Is and I can find out and I can learn, and learning doesn't have to stop when it didn't stop when I was, you know, finishing university. And I think that's the exciting no. that's the exciting time that we live in is that people are going, actually, I want to have some more agency and and um, take take more charge in my lives. Um, and I think my suspicion around the word empowerment also came about when it became a, a thing. And my previous one of my previous lives, I was working with um, clients in a therapeutic relationship who's who had had so much happen to them that had disempowered them. And it's a I liken. I liken it to like, you know, we, we talk about inert gases, but there's no such thing as inert gases. I think that people mm-hmm. can do lots to disempower, but I'm not sure that there's anything that anyone can do to empower me. But see, people can mm. certainly try to disempower. But like you say, in an age where there's so much at my fingertips to try and uh, retake some of that power back in my own hands. That's why I think these are exciting times and, and, and challenging times because, you know, we bump up against each other because if I'm trying to take mine and you're trying to take yours and you're trying to take yours, um, Rocky, then we have to work out. So how do we coexist in in our workplaces yeah. when we're all being yeah. the best of who we want to be? And, you know, your sister is um, agitating for some positive change for the patients and the staff. It, it, it um, yeah, it can create some friction for us. And I think that's one of the challenges of what we need to grow is the capabilities of how we sustain ourselves when people are bumping up against us and we're bumping up against other people trying to be the best yeah. who, who we want to be, really. Yeah, this is assuming that we're in an environment where, where it it can happen in the first place. I mean, I'm sure that there's on certain levels, uh, people can um, educate themselves, obviously, um, mm. and and give them an, an extra um, uh, or a little bit of leverage or or something that they can can use to advance their own um, uh, position. Uh, just just for the embedment, not necessarily like a hidden agenda to take over the world or whatever, but just to to make it uh, the processes that with which when they work just a little bit more smooth or just a little bit more comfortable, and they can have just a little bit of more uh, uh, being content in their work. And yeah, the, the problem what you're talking about, John, is that um, if, if similar people in similar positions. Uh, want to go separate ways uh, or come up with different solutions for the same problem uh, or, or we or we or we develop new new capabilities that we haven't yet touched on of how we coexist yeah, that we don't understand <laughs> that's what or, I, yeah that, that i mean that that i know you know i know i know i know i've seen it i've, I've read a lot about it i know i know but my colleague doesn't know so yeah it, it's up to me to ed- educate my colleague to tell him like look yeah. there's there's different things if we work together in this way if we share our information in this way 
then we can enhance whatever it is that we produce. And I think that's a key point as well as around the sharing it. And, you know, again, social technologies have enabled that to happen probably at a, at a, at a greater pace. But we've always had the ability to share with those people who are around us. The thing that I kind of am, one of the things I'm struck with, with the, the movement around, you know, knowledge and knowledge mastery, um, which is which is a, a good thing, is that it's it's powerful when you share it. It's not powerful when you when you when you hoard it. And, you know, so if we've got some stuff, if we've got a sense of hope or experience or lessons learned or capabilities, they're, they're powerful for us when we share them with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's even, I mean, there's that. But also I think, um, you know, sharing with other people um, and, and to answer both of your points, I think, you know, this if this if this possibility me if this possibility does exist now we've got a whole load of new skills yeah a whole new new load of skills of how we negotiate you know how we how how leadership becomes distributed you know how 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 you know how we step forward to take experience or to take uh charge of our experience of work but we're doing it now in the mindfulness that we are situated within networks that we have you know colleagues to influence you know colleagues to um persuade your know, colleagues to uh, bring on board so that you all do it together so that you know if you look at um you know the 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 studies on engagement or lack of engagement you know we 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 we've all heard them um and i think well if that's the case um, you know, even in a small way, I think you said, Rogier, that it's a small thing. And I think that's the, the significant thing, isn't it? You know, start with something you can do. Start with something that's going to make your life better. Start with something that's going to make your colleague's life better. You know, do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. Solve their problem. And then the next thing, you know, is that you're doing it together. And then you're tackling something a wee bit bigger. And then you've got this snowball. I know I sound idealistic. I'm not idealistic. You know, um, having having you know, been in the workforce for uh, 40 years and more, you know, I, I know what it's like. Yeah, I know what the politics are and I, I know how vicious things can be. But it's because of that. It's because of that mm-hmm. that I think that, you know, if we can take back just a tiny wee thing, do something that apparently is insignificant, but it's going to make you feel better. It's going to change something. You know, it's going to make life better for you know, your colleagues. You start to do that, and it's just a small, small, growing ball of energy that gets passed on and passed on and passed on. Mm. And, you, and, and you've got change before you know it. Yeah, you tremendous possibilities when you have uh, just a couple of people who who understand and want this change or this this adaptation or or live towards the philosophy a little bit more and you have just like what your sister had like just a manager who 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 supports it and just go well just go with it and see what happens i got your back in case things go wrong i mean you don't have to have a very complex uh, processes in place or very complex nope. uh, um, what I'm looking for the word um, changes where where a huge nope. um, major corporate consultant, no. consultancy company nope. like nope. Accenture yeah. or whatever yeah. comes into the business and, and, yeah. and just yeah. absorbs everything nope. and, and registers nope. everything and then we'll, oh nope. if we connect this and we go that I mean no nope. 
And, but that's where we're, we're headed, obviously, because it's social business. So that, that's, that's where we're heading, and if, at least for, for a, a big part. I mean, we're trying to come in and, and, and go like, and, and we just turn everything around because that's how we can do things. But it's the real power and the real empowerment lies with the individual and, and, and just being able to let that seed just grow on its own and just let it develop. And then see what happens. Yes. Yeah. And the recognition that you're not doing it on your own, the on recognition own, yeah. that, that, that you are connected, that you have, um, you know, and this this is, you know, if I think back on examples in, in, in my own working life, there's one in particular uh, where I was very isolated and um, it, it was very interesting because it was very difficult. Um, and when, when I actually left, um, I found that people were contacting me, emailing me, um, you know, if I met them in the street and saying, we all watched it, we all watched it happening. And and I wish I'd known at the time. I wish I'd known at the time. So, you know, the other thing that I would encourage people to do as well as taking charge, it's to take charge in the understanding that you're not doing this on your own, that you're doing it, if you're lucky, you're doing it with colleagues who yeah. work with you. But if you're not doing it with colleagues who work with you, we're all connected outside now of our organisational boundaries. Right. You can then do it with the encouragement of people you know, outside of your company, but they know what you're trying to do. And the very least you get is moral support, advice, mentoring, you know, so forth. Um, so I think I think the idea that there's something quite not paradoxical, but, you know, the initiative of the person taking, you know, stepping forward into their own power, if you like, but they're not going to get very far if, you know, the conditions aren't right and if they don't, you know, if they don't negotiate and persuade with other people of and course. then have others watching their back. Absolutely. It's not about giving yeah. your own narcissistic way. But I, I mean, I, I, no, 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 I've, no, I've no, learned no, over no. years that I sit with the, the thought you've just um, expressed, you know, I, things that, that, that look, I look around and I think this is there's something not right about this, the way that things are going or the atmosphere here at work. And I've learned over the years to trust when I go to myself. If you feel it, John, somebody else probably feels it. It's just that there's not a fertile environment for that to be expressed. And to look for yeah. where is that little glint in someone's eye? You make eye contact in a meeting or something like there's got to be somebody who thinks and feels along similar lines. Like you say, the sense of not knowing of knowing that you're not alone, for me, not feeling isolated is that is one of the things that that kind of allows is one of those structures that allows me to think, oh, maybe there is something that I can make a difference around here. Um, yeah. And it's it's been it's been very very rare. I mean, I'm struggling to think of any situation where I felt the situation was completely and utterly hopeless that I just had to go, um, because I always knew that there was some some sort of uh, something in the environment, another person, a support, uh, a mentor, uh, something that says yes, you're on the right track. Um, you know, take take some of this stuff back and control it for yourself. You're in control of your own working life. And you know, like you say, it's not. I'm no idealist either, but it's got. It does have to start. You know, and no one's going to do it for us again. That com that's that comes back to the whole conversation about where does power sit. You know, I want agent. I want the locus of control in my life to be in me, not outside of me. Um, yeah. And that's what I think people are coming to. Like, I actually can do something here. I can make a difference. Mm. Yeah. 
that's it. it, it it's um, I, I think just reflecting on, on what you just said there about, you know, there's a mental, there's always something there in this particular um, situation that I'm telling you about. I couldn't I, I, I had supporters and I had friends, but mm. it was very difficult to see how this, the, the, the thing was going to change. But but but, but after I left, the, the strangest thing happened, you know, a network of women um, just sort of appeared. And I thought, if I'd had this hmm. beforehand, could I have stayed and fought? <laughs> um, the, 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 the short answer is probably no. Hmm. It, it was a, a really, really difficult situation. No, seriously, it was. Hmm. But, you know, would I have felt better about it? I guess you know, the answer to that is, of course, you know, of course, you know, it just, it would have taken away. So, so I think there's just so much potential um, in, in, you know, we talk about humanizing the business, you know, but mm. what, whilst, you know, we have enlightened, you know, people, you know, leaders who, who, who will step forward and create uh, performance cultures and environments that are healthy and, you know, socially, um, acceptable to 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 weaker word. You know, while we're waiting for someone to do that, then th th this 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 is just basically my point that we can we can teach ourselves, we can uh, you know we can take charge. And um, I, think I, 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 I think I think there's 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 a great um, uh, part of uh, where awareness is something that is some that that is the key word. I mean, I know that. Uh, since I've been submerged in social business for the past two years, two and a half years, something. And uh, before that, um, I, well, now I know I can connect a lot of things that happened um, back during my working in the office time. Uh, but the point is a lot of people just simply don't know. Right, so they might be in the office just sitting there and and thinking, ah, this is this, ah, this this should be different, or maybe or something, but the the concept of of social let's call it still social business is not something they are aware of. I agree, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. that I, is a little I, I, bit where the problem is. Yeah, people don't know. Once they know, even if you have just one person in 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 a, in, a, in a company or on in a department who who feels something needs to change, finds out that ah, the Google Google this the social business oh community oh hang on, uh, oh these people are even approachable. I can connect with them. I can ask them questions. I can talk about that. And then you know you're not alone. There is people who are thinking about it, studying it and, and coming up with solutions, even for a single individual within a company to make that little change. Um, but it's awareness, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. That That's, uh, you know, of all the things that I struggle with, it's uh, probably one, you know, one of the biggest because I think, you know, if, if I think about my network and I'm sure um, this is going to be no different for, for the two of you and many other people out there as well. You know, um, my network falls into uh, people who understand 
you know, the, the, the sort of things that we're talking about now is social business and, um, you know, the way in which social technologies connect us, connect us to possibilities, connect us to knowledge, connect us to, um, you know, just, just sources of help. That That's fine. But then I've got, you know, family and other friends who do the nine to five or actually who do the 12 hour shifts, yeah. you know, it's not the nine to yeah, five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, who are working with uh, squeezed budgets, mm-hmm. who are doing the job of three people. Mm-hmm. And they think that I am just, you know, social technologies, you know, at, at work, what, what, what's all this about? So this, it seems to me that, um, where am I going with this? Yeah, the the the, the feel the feels to me, not seems to me. I'm I'm, I'm acting on sense here. There's no. this just big gulf. No. This, 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 disconnect. This, this There's gu- a disconnect you know, between. And, and it's, yeah, and and, yeah. and 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 how's how's it to be bridged? And actually, it's not an age thing. It's not a Gen Y no. thing. It's not. Yeah. Um, I I wrote a blog post. I think it was last year. It was last year. It was last uh, um, when the Commonwealth Games were on in Glasgow. I went back home. Uh, because um, my my niece was competing uh, in the games, and um, so of course every time I go back, um, this is my chance to catch up. Everybody in my family knows that I am intrigued by work, your working life, and and of course I, I I get plugged into all their stories. And the thing that really came out at me from that particular visit was the young people in my family. I'm talking um, late twenties, early thirties. And they are a connected generation. They, you know, their iPhones mm. are, are an extension of them. Um, you know, there's, there's no getting away from it. it yeah. But it's for, it's for entertainment. It's entertainment. You know, and when I spoke to um, two young people about their work, um, what came through very clearly was that they were getting all they needed from their colleagues in the workplace. Okay, so they didn't have to be plugged into learning communities or or anything like that, that their concerns were very, very, you know, concerns that that, that any of us in the workplace when when I was younger anyway, um, it was about the technical nature of their work. Yes, it was about, um, you know, it it, it was about very old fashioned things. You know, it was about things that you would recognise from a traditional working life. Now, you know, they know the possibilities and they know the um, the potential of social technologies. But neither of these two young people, as far as I could tell, as far as I could see, um, were using these technologies for learning because they were getting all they needed from their colleagues. They were getting all they needed from you know, tech, and what they needed was technical information, and they wouldn't get this technical information, you know, outside in the wider world. So this 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 gulf, you know, the gulf isn't age related as far as I can see. No. You know, the the the, the it, it was something more than that. So I found myself reflecting on this and thinking, well. Yeah, there's a, rele- there's a relevance thing I'm thinking about, you know, the young people you've just mentioned, like, you know, and I was, my mind went to folks who are on zero hours contracts are doing 12 hour shifts and getting all that they need from the, their colleagues around technical stuff. And then to connect it with the, the you know, the comments earlier around engagement, I, I sit sometimes with it, not from a cynical point of view, but going, but do people actually care? We care, the three of us care, but who yeah. actually cares about things like low engagement scores? Because if people are coming home from work thinking that you know I've got my paycheck I'm wondering is there a hunger in in people generally to go I really want to come home and enthuse about my work and I 
you know, I, I think about the people who I know who are on zero hours contracts, etc., and who probably don't care to get enthused about their work. I think yeah, that's, that's right. there's plenty of people are. I mean, that's that, but it's that goes to the awareness too. I mean, there's plenty of people that come home and go like, "Oh God, that was one hell of a day." I'm glad it's done. I'm well, sure. I mean. I'm like, sure that they wish they would come home in a different way. It's just that that it's not a conscience process. Mm. Now, I'm sure that they, they if, if you would sit down with them and explain that, you know, you could come home like, whew, that was an exhilarating day. I really did what I needed to do and I finished what I wanted to finish and I, whatever. I'm well, sure yeah. if, if you would explain it like that, then definitely they would want I think to change it's, I think it's about a world that maybe some folks have, have, haven't haven't yet glimpsed or see there's a possibility of or think there's any hope for you know that's the gulf i think it's a relevance it's a gulf of relevance or a gulf of hope or a gulf of possibility they, I think, they don't know folks. planet social business exists yeah i mean you know i'm i'm prone to you know flights of fancy with my imagination rock here and i talk about what if meetings were things you look forward to going to and i've i've lived that in my life you know i I've, I've had an experience of working in a place where i had huge amounts of satisfaction and then my 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 sort of um, benchmark, I suppose, is that place and that team and that by dynamic and those relationships. And I think, damn it, I've had it before. I, uh, that, that's really, the same I don't want to. I don't want to settle for anything less anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's the but same I've that... had a glimpse. I've been very fortunate to have been shoulder tapped at that time in that place and have had a glimpse into that world. Mm. You know, it was a really special. I think maybe before then, I would have been the. You know, I got my paycheck. And well, that, you that, know, so can, can, yeah. yeah. Can I just uh, jump yeah, in here? Please, you know, this idea of I, I've I've got my paycheck. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes the the I don't know. Certainly, in the conversations I have, or maybe it's just my prickliness, but I I sort of detect that if people are doing a a just a pay type you know paycheck type job, that they're not going to get any satisfaction from it. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. We, we, paycheck. Yeah. You, you know, you know no, but actually it's more than a paycheck. It's more than a paycheck. And and I thought this was just my experience, but it's not. Um, go back a couple of years. Um, a, a friend and I, um, she, she um, what is she, uh, workplace, director of workplace innovation at a big company. And we used to convene conversations about three times a year and just have great fun with it. And we did it a couple of years ago and we called it the Willy Wonka, the Willy Wonka workplace. And, uh, you know, we got together thought leaders and we made them come along for three different sessions and we had great fun, you know, big, big conversation. But one of the things that came out in conversation was that all these thought leaders, you know, all these people who had reached either high office or had gone out on their own, but had been in high office before. You know, when we got to talking about work that we really enjoyed, because one of our sessions was called, uh, you know, Life's a Beach, Work's a Game, or, you know, just sort of exploring the idea of play at work. Work. Um, and when we started to talk, this bunch of people, about jobs that we had enjoyed in the past, um, many of them were worked in a chemist shop. Uh, I, I was part of a gang digging up the road. Uh, in my own case, I worked on the, the checkout desks at Waitrose. And we had a ball. And all of us were saying how much we'd enjoy that. And the satisfaction we got from it was not the work. It was each other. It yeah. was the people, you know, yeah. it was, it and was, it, it was smart, smart, funny people. Um, and, and I think, 
you know, and I think if if I can just bring this back to the beginning of the conversation about, um, you know, people taking uh, charge of their work and what people want from work. We all want different things, really, don't we? Of course we do. We're all, you know, we're all uh, individual people. Um, But um, W. Deming, you know, the uh, the quality Uh uh, guru, um, he he, there's a video of him on YouTube. um, And it's I I love to listen to this from time to time. Um, And he's he's saying that we were born with a yearning for learning. We, we are actually born with a yearning for learning. And, and when you start to look at, say, the psychology literature about, in general, what it is that people want from work, that, you know, this learning comes up, mastery comes up, challenging work comes yes. up, um, recognition comes up. You know, it's, it's all these things. It's, it's, it's human things. It's, um, I, again, I, I came across a... a um, a video recording a couple of years ago of Mark Zuckerberg. I'm absolutely no fan of him or Facebook, um, but he said something really interesting. He was talking about that was it. The share price had tumbled. That was it. It was it was a couple of years back, and um, so the interviewer was talking to him about you know staff. How did how did you motivate staff? And and he was very wise. He mm-hmm. said that um, that the people who worked at Facebook. Um, took great pride in what they did. And in fact, if you make software that's going to be used by your untold millions around the world, that means nothing. But if you make software that you can show to your family and friends, mm. you're proud to do what you do, then then that really counts for something. So I think I think I think you know this this taking charge of your own experience of work and learning it's it goes back to you know doing what makes us feel happy and what makes us feel satisfied isn't necessarily having you know the six figure uh salary isn't necessarily having the big job but it's having good colleagues the ability to have a laugh um you know the ability to be recognized um doing something that might not be in other people's eyes meaningful. But when I worked on the checkout desks, I used to have, you, you, had, your, you had your customers who would stand in a queue and wait because they wanted to talk to you going through the checkout desk. Okay. Now, of all the, you know, so it, it just seems to me, going back to this idea of people taking charge of their own experience of work and learning, what is it that people get satisfaction from doing? Right. Do more of it. That's right. Do exactly. more of it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, my mind went back to because when I I didn't mean to it to be such a one dimensional point when I said people take a, a paycheck that there wouldn't be joy because absolutely one of the first jobs I had was flipping hamburgers and I had a lot of fun in that job and it was about who's on shift with me tonight because I used to work four to midnight. Who uh, yeah. so on the four to midnight shift? If I was on that, I knew which customers would be coming in because they also worked in those hours and I could have a laugh with yeah. this customer. So there was there were things. But there were, then there would be other bits, and I think it was a gradual kind of awakening and growing aware of what it is that gave me joy. There wasn't a lot of learning in that, and I, with you, I mean, no, that's, of course I, not. No, I, that's that's right. the profession I went into was in, was in education and became a teacher, because I, you know, I think we are, we are hardwired to learn, and that fascinated me, to, to be amongst, uh, in an environment where we know huge amounts about teaching, but so little about learning, and that was the joy of yeah. How does yeah. that person learn? How does that person learn? Yeah. So I'm with you. Yeah. Like it's not just about the paycheck, but but I do. You know, I do. I'm aware that um, there are lot, lots of people in, increasingly who may feel, and I think there's. It's important to to instill a little bit of hope 
they may feel disempowered that there are so many things that are in, in between them and their sense of power but I, I you know absolutely find what it is that gives you joy and do more of it is a really important point because there is there is a lot about the the the, the working life and workplaces that may feel a little bit uh, this isn't making me happy but there's a, there's a whole lot of other stuff if you look at it from a big picture where are the bits that I can take control of? Where's the areas that I have some agency and Where are the things that I'm learning? Where's the joyful relationships that I've got with people? And these things are not yeah. just work-related, right? I mean, all the things no, that you absolutely. just mentioned, they, they, they translate to life in general perfectly. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. also where you want to. If, if, if you enjoy a certain hobby, do more of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. I've been involved in leisure activity groups where I have had no joy because I didn't like the people, I didn't like the activity, I didn't, you know. Yeah, exactly. So you, you stop. You, it was you go about, and do something it was about else. The whole picture and environment about mm. what gave you joy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because that that's one of the things that I, uh, why I'm so motivated by social business in general is that if you can have people in the workplace pick up on those kind of things, do things that they want to do, or or have some. Um, uh, satisfaction in the work that they do, those kind of things, they're going to take it home with them. Mm. Uh, the positive mm. attitude that they have, they're going to take it home. And that's going to translate into their family life, their friends and the neighborhood and all those kind of things. So if more mm. people uh, come home with a more positive attitude, then it's going to have a positive effect on, on society uh, as a whole. Uh, yeah. Whereas... I believe the situation where we're in now, for a large part, is people come home very cranky, <laughs> uh, mm. being stuck in traffic for a long time, um, yeah. or whatever reason they, and and that's gonna, you know, ripple through uh, mm. uh, their personal life too. So yeah, it's one of mm. the good things I think. Yeah. 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 Mm. I think just as we were talking, the the, the thing that's that's been uh, or the question that's been in my mind for a wee while now is, you know, the 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 the, the skills that people are really going to you know, have to acquire, you know, in in this this you know, connected social world, and if we are going to, I think it was Stu Boyd, um, I was speaking to him sometime last year, did an interview with him, and he's got a fantastic phrase. Um, and he talks about uh, the call to you know sharpen our own shovels, and uh, you know I, I I think you know that 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 idea is very you know it sits very uh, it's very consistent you know with the things that that, that I I feel, um, but then that raises the whole you know, the, the the whole set of issues around what sort of skills are we all going to have to I mean we've already alluded to some of them, haven't we? About persuasion and and negotiation and communication and and, and being collaborative and cooperative in a way where, you know, in the workplace previously it may have been the case that, you know, you you if you knew something, knowledge is power. Whereas now I think um Luis Luis Suarez, yeah. uh, I think he was the first one I heard say that, that that knowledge is power shared yes you know so these are things these are things that are just a complete flip 
a complete mental flip um, from, you know, from 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 what people have been used to. And so, you know, if if I am suggesting um, that I would like people to uh, be encouraged to take charge of their own experience of work and learning, that has huge implications for the sort of personal, organisational and technical skills that they're going to have to start to get their heads around. Yeah. Um, and again, they're not going to do it on their own. But you know, how, how do you make the start? Chicken and egg. You That's do right. something and then you find out. Or do you have skills and then you do something? So these are not simple things. You know, no, these no. are not simple things <laughs> we're talking That's about. Right. Um, I, I wish they were, but um, actually it'd be boring if they were, really, wouldn't they? Uh, everybody will but, be doing um, it. And that's and that's why yeah. <laughs> everyone would be doing it. That's right. And, and, and conversations like this are so important for me. I mean, when we um, when we wind up shortly, I'll go away and have many many thoughts and reflections on this because it's important to know. I think for me as well that I'm not doing the thing that I do on my own, even though I'm sitting here in my we office on my own. I'm not doing this on my own because that that can feel overwhelming sometimes. And I suspect yeah. I'm not the only one who kind of works in this area of um you know how can we make work work for folks including myself sometimes it isn't affected by the scale of it so to have these conversations is um is a tonic for me yeah. um there's so many and, aspects and, of the whole thing that that you you have to well, you don't have to, but you should take to into consideration. I mean, yeah. that's why I like what you do so much because we, we can talk and we can, I mean, there's people who are really focused on how you use a tool to, to the, the best possible way. Uh, and that might be important. I mean, it, it's good to, to be technically aware of, of the tools that whatever enterprise social network is being used that you use it to the to the fullest because it can be very beneficial if you do so um, especially on, on a corporate level yeah. Uh, yeah. but then again there, there's on the other hand there's teams that are just inherently dysfunctional and have a great difficulty working together even though the, the corporate environment is perfect for it. I mean, they've got the social enterprise tools. They've got a manager that supports them. They've got, you know, the top management that wants everything to work like that. But the team just doesn't seem to be able to. And right. then people like you come in play where they, they, they you know, put the finger uh, on the sore spot and, and, and try and get that sorted. I mean, you need, in order to have that, 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 complete balance uh, uh, you, you need it tackled from all perspectives and it's just not something you can do on your own uh, nobody can because it's yeah. just too broad uh, the whole social business philosophy of I'd, I'd hate to think I'd hate to think I woke up in the morning and thought I had to do everything on my own <laughs> forget about it go back to bed I just stay in bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true no, you need a team. You need you need help. You need you need people, especially once you get a certain when you get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to keep movement. You want to keep momentum. You need to expand uh, your 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 way of working or the way you approach the whole change, uh, mm -hmm. especially when it gets bigger and, and it gets more involved. Uh, yeah, you need help. Uh, and you need various expertise in order to uh, to make sure that whatever barriers you hit, uh, 
you can overcome. Yeah, I think mm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm um, looking at time, and I'm aware that I think we've probably um, gone over. No, we've not gone <laughs> no, over. No, we've no, just no. about completed ourselves this yeah, time. No, we're not. Um, we're good. We're good. I've really, I've really enjoyed you. Um, being here and having conversation with us, Emery, it's been fantastic for me. Absolutely. Uh, I hope so. Absolutely. I've thoroughly enjoyed it as well, but Good. I'm never sure whether I make any sense or not, but it's, oh, uh, it's been I a pleasure. I believe you did. I believe I'm, you. I'm with you. Uh, we do this and I think I'm not sure if I've made sense or if it's... Um, um, it's <laughs> or if it's uh, been at all interesting. Yeah, but um, I've really enjoyed it. And um, I think so we should wind up and um, say once again, thank you for joining us. And... Um, until next time, this has been the Reimagining Work podcast yep. with Anne-Marie McEwen and Rocky North and me, John Wenger. Mm -hmm.